Get up to two free months of podcast hosting service with Lipson. Use our unique promo code LATINAPOD to get your show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Get critical audience building stats and all the support you need to sound your best. They can even do video. Bring your podcast to life and have your voice heard here, there and everywhere with Lipson. Again, make sure to use Lipson promo code LATINAPOD and get podcasting. Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. You're listening to Empowerment and All That Podcast, your favorite podcast for women's empowerment, hosted by Rita Bautista. It's time to be reminded of the authority of your inner goddess and elevate the power within. Are you ready? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment and All That, your favorite podcast for female empowerment. Today, we're diving deep into women owning their truth with my special guest, Vanessa Vasquez from Texas. If you guys have heard that name, I'm pretty sure you have because she was Camila on Islos High in Hulu. She's an actress and a producer and is currently on The Fix. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you taking time out. I know it's been a little while trying to get us back and forth on the same page, but, you know, we finally got it. <laughs> for sure, especially because of the different time zones, you know, me being out oh, here yeah. in L.A. and you're out there and you're in Houston, right? Yes, yes. Finally <laughs> back to Houston. I miss living here, so nice. I finally made it back. H-Town. Yeah. H-Town, what's up? <laughs> well, what's interesting is we actually met in Houston right. about, what, like 10, 12 years ago? Right. Yeah, yeah. so... So Vanessa and I actually are part of a sorority card called Sigma Lambda Gamma. It's yeah. a, you know, Hispanic founded but multicultural organization that is one of the largest growing multicultural organizations in the country. And like we made it everywhere. So it's always really great to see when you found another sister who's just doing some amazing positive things out there. And so I really wanted to showcase and highlight, you know, just some of your work and, you know, let you know that we are all out here supporting you. Oh, thanks, sister. I yeah. see you too. <laughs> I know. We're, we're out here. We're working, girl. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. I know. Right. So, Vanessa, tell me, what, what made you go into acting? You know, honestly, it was just a little bug that I had ever since I was 11 years old in school. And I was, ironically, I was really quiet. And I was, I remember reading a play in class and I just had like, just reading it. I had like these little sprinkles of... God, I don't even know what it was, some sort of magic dust that fell over me. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? It's a story. It's a play. I love this character. And I had to play. It was like Huckleberry Finn. I had to play character of Becky. And like, I kid you not, I, I thought I was Becky in my mind for that whole year. <laughs> like, I lost myself in the character. And I, I felt like I was living as her. So, yeah, ever since then, it was just like a little dream that I had inside of me that I didn't know was real or not. Wow. So you started at a really young age then. Yeah, I, I definitely had that seed planted at me at a young age. And I, you know, it just kind of sort of kept evolving from there. 
yeah. taking different theater class, a joint theater class the next year, seventh grade. And then from then on, I was always in a theater class or something that had to do with it as much as I could, you know, because they didn't offer a lot. But yeah, I just kind of kept myself busy. And when I went to college, like my first class was acting. And I took my very first acting class there. And the teacher, she just encouraged me to keep going. And she's referred me to acting too. I, I got referred to action, acting to Shakespeare. I started doing plays. I was like, what am I doing? I was so scared. Because <laughs> a little shy girl inside of me was just like, what are you doing? We don't do this. <laughs> like, yeah. Mexicans don't, Mexican Americans don't do plays. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just never really saw a lot of my people. Well, it's just, I guess, cause you know, I didn't grow up in the environment. There was a lot of actors and people doing plays. I just never got to see it. Yeah. It was, I definitely had to find my own voice there. I, I genuinely appreciate you saying like, you know, I didn't see that. This isn't what we were supposed to do. This isn't what, you know, I was exposed to. I think a lot of people who are tuning in have those have had those experiences in the past. You know what I mean? Like there's one of the things I talk about a lot in podcasting when I'm on other people's shows is that the percentage of women, minority women, and on top of that, Latinas that are doing any of this stuff are so small. And that's why it's so important to highlight and showcase those people who are doing this stuff so that, you know, they have access to showing other people like, look, you know, Vanessa's out there doing it. That means there's there's a way, you know, so it's I, I really do commend the fact that you're like breaking through these barriers, especially when that's not something that was naturally just given to you. Right. Right. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Girl, you're making it one step at a time. One step at a time, you know, slowly but surely we're going yeah. somewhere. So you mentioned how you like kind of lost yourself in that role in like Huckleberry Finn at first. I can't remember exactly which one you were talking about, but yeah. Do you ever feel like you've lost yourself in any other of the current roles that you've played? And how was that experience? Um, my very first year on East Wells High, I felt like I, the character just became a part of me. I'd go places and people would be like, you are Camila. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then, you know, I'd go to auditions and people were like, you, you're sounding just like Camila. And so it's like, I couldn't shake that character off of me. And so I started, you know, taking class, acting classes again, doing movement, doing everything to just sort of tap out, you know, doing other projects. And then I realized that I was doing the same thing in other projects that I was working on. I was the characters were becoming so much a part of me that like I did this one movie called Sense of a Call Girl, but my character's name was Magdalena. And I really thought like I was becoming like Magdalena. I couldn't stop crying. Like this character was always crying. Damn. And I literally Damn. had to tell the the director, I said, I need a break. I need a break. If not, I'm going to freaking jump off the roof of my apartment. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. It's like, it's trippy. And so, you know, I started, I reached out to a lot of people, a lot mm -hmm. of my acting coaches. And they're just like, the thing is, Vanessa, like when you jump into a project, you have to understand that anything that you do, you know, you are that person. As much as you prep to do something, you have to also prep to get out of it. You know, mm -hmm. the opening and closing of things is so important in life. And that's, you know, just finding closure with things. And that became a very highlight of my life because it was also very uh, parallel to my relationships. I realized that in my own personal life, I had closings to do, you know, and mm -hmm. how, you know, the way we are emotionally sort of affects our work, too. So, yeah, I started uh, 
I feel like I'm rambling now, but um, no, this this is great. I love, I love what you're saying. I mean, it's so true though, you know, especially with your personal relationships and closing those doors sometimes can be very difficult. Yeah. The, just uh, the opening and closing of things, knowing when you're at work and saying, Hey, work's off right now. You know, it's time for me to focus and really letting it go. It's time for me to focus on my family. It's time for me to focus on my dog, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or just me, myself, taking care of myself, like my emotional health, physical health, you know, and not being so addicted to your work, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's a pretty powerful thing to say though. Cause for sure. I mean, the fact that you have to do this opening and closing for every, for every person that you play I'm, I know for me, it wouldn't be that easy because I'm like, I play a person at work and then I play the role at home. And then it's like, you know, but it's a little different for you. You have to actually re- immerse yourself into that person. So, yeah, that yeah, like for sure. But I, I think in the same way, you know, some people, I, you know, it's really good that you're able to just see who you are at work and then you go home. But a lot of people can, you know, some people, they take their work home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what essentially I was doing. I wasn't closing those chapters of my life or those little moments and just saying, Hey, you're not Camila that's completely go home, change your clothes and everything. Like even don't even talk, don't even go anywhere near where, you know, you, you film and just really just go back to being Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. That's, that's really awesome. It's <laughs> good advice for anybody really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would you say has been the most valuable lesson that you've learned then in your career as an actress? I think just that really looking back at it, just knowing when to turn on and turn mm-hmm. off. Yeah. About three, three years ago, I started taking therapy classes to really, you know, pay attention to my mental health. People always say, go to the gym, work out, detox this, detox that. But we never actually take the time to detox our mind. And mm-hmm. we've experienced so much trauma since we were children. And we've been told to just like be quiet, just like, you know, keep going. Life happens to everybody. Oh, you know, don't complain. And all we're doing is really just burying our emotions and our experiences as opposed to speaking out and like saying, hey, I need to deal with this and, you know, owning that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I am a huge proponent of therapy. I've said it time and time again. It is one of the most amazing things for people who, like you said, when they tell you to just like wipe it off and keep going, I feel like that's such a characteristic of like a Hispanic household. Like women aren't necessarily like we are loud. We're, we're strong, but we're also not allowed to be like soft and, and, and we're not supposed to like be seen crumbling. Like we are the, the warriors and the people who just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And like, yeah, it gets to a point where you're like, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep this facade up without feeling, you know, like I need to be For able sure. to find out what's going on on the inside. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, especially dealing through tra- trauma, childhood traumas. My God. Yeah. Because you don't know. Well, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even just I, I feel like even men, too. You know, I think men have it the hardest because really men aren't really told to cry. You know, they mm-hmm. can't even cry. <laughs> and so like. Is this toxic male masculinity of of competition of, you know, who's the toughest? And it's like, why do we have to live in just the masculine energy? Like, it's okay for us to cry. It's okay to be in our emotions. Like, we're human beings. That's what our experiences give us is this col- these colors of emotions. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what we're carrying until we actually you know, either create something out of it, like a story, or you paint something or, you know, you just get it out in front of your therapist. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> my therapist yeah. is the best relationship I've had <laughs> in my adult life. So <laughs> I had her yeah. for like four years. So I moved to Houston. She was like, okay, you're fine. You don't need me anymore. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. She's like, I wish I could keep taking your money, but I think I've, I've, I've made, I've made it work for you. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's always like it's those moments where you're like, hey, I got to go see. Let me go check in, you mm-hmm. know, and just kind of see what's there. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do you check in personally? Like, you know, you check in with your therapist, but how do you go about checking in with yourself personally? Well, I meditate. Um, I started meditating about seven years ago. And first it was like an on and off thing. But now it's become like a weekly daily thing where I have to just, you know, I write down what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And if I, you know, what projects, relationships, what triggers me, what, what am I experiencing? And, you know, just making sure that I'm moving forward in a positive direction. You know, am I, am I taking action on things that I no longer feel comfortable with? You know, and how do I make change, a positive change and just, you know, constantly keep evolving in that way. But I think meditation has really allowed me to center myself and focus and really listen to my body, both my emotional and physical and mental state. That's been one of the things I'm most proud of myself, just like sitting down, just like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Don't move for a second. Just ask and you shall receive the answers from the ether. How hard is it to sit there though, right? Like it's when you first start meditating and then to where you are now, like how hard was it for you to get to that point where you're like, just sit, it's going to come to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was really hard. Like at first, I I would giggle. I was like, what is this? This is so weird. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't sit still. My legs would start twitching and shaking. And then, you know, after a while, I just started focusing on my breath. And it just became second nature to me. And then it just became something that I need now when I feel like I'm moving too much, doing too much. I need to sit down. I'm like, you know what? I need to just take a reset button. Like my reset is my meditation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, meditation has become... I'm I'm glad that it has grown so much and that's something that you're working with in your daily practice because it, it definitely is, like you said, it's just like you sit down and then the answers come to you out of nowhere. And, and yeah. who would have thought that just sitting there quietly would give you an answer to something that could be very profound, right? Right. It's like the easiest thing that we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's even written in the Bible, be still and know that I am God. Like that voice that you hear is that you know, that spirit, that connection that you have to, to spirit. And you just, you know, when you see that and you start listening to it more and then you start realizing how it's actually has a truth in your life, it makes you feel like, Hey, actually I'm not alone. And whatever I'm going through in my life, I'm I'm going through it for a reason. I just need to trust in it and, you know, keep coming back to it and asking and moving forward in that direction. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that this has been such a positive thing for you, for sure. So I have, I have a quick question. I mean, not to shift away from such positivity, but just because we are talking about being in your truth, right? So what has been one of your biggest regrets personally and one professionally? My biggest regret, I think, is not actually, you know, sitting down to actually confront my truth. You know, I kept, like I said, this whole thing of, always brushing things to the side and just thinking that I had it all figured out or that I got this all by myself. Like 
it, I, I, I wish I would have learned sooner that reaching out for help is not a weak thing. It's actually a very strong thing because it takes a lot of courage to admit to someone or anything, or even to yourself that, hey, I can't do this alone. I'm a human being and I need help. And that reaching out for help like makes and builds connections with, with people. And it just ultimately makes you realize how we all need each other. You know, we are no different than one another. And when we start speaking out, you realize somebody else is going through the same thing and you're actually not alone in it, you know? And I, I feel like just that, you know, I think that's been my biggest feel like my biggest regret. But at the same time, you know, we're all learning at our own pace, you know? So I've had to forgive myself and say, hey, you know what? You're learning, you know, at least you're learning and figuring it out. People go their own, their whole lives and, and don't figure anything out. So, yeah, just just that, I think. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Just the people go their whole, some people will go their whole lives without ever figuring it out. And, you know, it sounds like you're in a really good place with yourself, yeah. you know. So that's it's like the self, it's like the self-love journey, you know, and I, um, I read Jennifer Lopez's book on on love and it's about self-love. And she talks about how at 47 years old, she realized she never took the time to truly love herself, mm -hmm. you know, and how this was the first time she had people, you know, she had movies and albums and everything, but she never felt like she was enough. She never felt her true worth. And so, you know, she was, she even said like, Hey, I'm 47 years old and I'm just learning how to love myself. So you may be what, 12, 13, 15, 27, 35, 47, doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's all about what are you going to do now moving forward? You know, exactly. Oh, man, that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because, you know, I mean, everybody looks at JLo as like she's got it all right. But she yeah. and unfortunately for her, she's always had to live her relationships publicly. And, you know, yeah. that in itself, I can't imagine how def difficult that is for people. I mean, like yourself, who's also growing in that light. So it, it seems as though it's great that you're finding this journey for yourself while you're growing with your career as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I commend you for your self-love journey because it's, it's, it's <laughs> Thank you. definitely not an easy one. <laughs> no, it's not. And you know what? We have to really come to terms that we're never going to be perfect. It's just constantly checking in, understanding what your triggers are, understanding your experiences, what has hurt you so that you don't react. You know, you, you know how to take five and say, Hey, you know what? This stuff affects me a specific way. I'm just going to take a moment to just deal with it and come back to you. Like it has nothing to do with you. It's me. Like people spend their whole mm -hmm. lives blaming other people for their things that happen to them. But it ultimately it's like, okay, but what's your part? How did you attract that? How are you involved? Like it takes two to tango in this world, mm -hmm. you know? So just knowing that like, hey, it's okay if you mess up, forgive yourself, forgive other people, get back up, figure it out and keep going. Like it's always going to be like that. Like if you're not growing in life, then what the hell are you here for? You're here here to learn and grow like that's it yes girl absolutely like I feel like everything you're telling me right now is a lot of the stuff that I preach personally just like you know give yourself a break don't don't overdo it but at the same time you know just I don't know it's like you know learn your triggers do all that stuff yeah you know, everything that you're and saying like do the work on yourself before you get into another relationship like that's such a huge thing for sure yeah and it's important like to you know hold ourselves accountable like constantly remind ourselves like have friends that are going through the same thing you know and then when is your time when you feel like you're failing they're gonna remind you like hey remember this is part of it like 
go look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you love yourself. Shrug, you know, shake it off, you know, figure it out or go call your therapist, you know, set up that appointment. Like, it's, it's okay. We're going to get back up. Let's go. We got this. You right. Know I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing about that, too, is do you find that like the spaces once you start working on yourself, like the spaces of those moments when you like fall and you're feeling down to the moments that you come back, like those peaks and valleys are getting shorter. Yeah. Because, you, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I've noticed personally, too, where it's like, you know, nobody's perfect. We all have these moments where you have like an up and a down day. And then it's like, but those days, like you said, when you have your accountability buddies to help you realize like, no, Vanessa, you're doing a lot better. Maybe it's just time for you to check in with your therapist. Like, I think that's such a good like set of friends that you can really reach out to. It's always such yeah. a good plus. Yeah, good support system. So what have been like three of the most important lessons that you've learned about owning your own personal truth? Well, one is just acknowledging myself, acknowledging my experiences and and my emotions and how my emotions are fact, you know, they're real. And a lot of times people try to minimize your experiences or what you're going through and, you know, try to say you're, oh, you're just complaining or you're being a victim. And Mm -hmm. it's not that it's just that, you know, when we the moment we start speaking out and say, hey, this person that did this to me, that hurt me, you know, as a child, like owning that. And, you know, anybody can just say, oh, you know, you're just get get over it. Like things happen to people all the time. But it's like, yeah, but if you don't speak about that, how how are we supposed to or those somebody else supposed to recognize that? Hey, that that happened to me, too. I felt also that that was wrong. Right. Thank you for sharing your truth with me makes me feel validated. You know, it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. And Mm. I think the more that we can start doing that, that has really helped me out just to acknowledge myself and just to find confirmation with who I am. Did I answer that question? Oh, yeah. If you had one more, but I'm like, you're just dropping such great gems that I'm just (laughs) listening like, no, these are great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, just owning our truth is really it's allowed me to set boundaries too with things, you know, specifically in relationships. If I feel like something's not going properly and I speak what I feel and then that person continues to be like that, it makes me feel like, okay, I've said something. I've acknowledged this and I'm listening, but the, if someone's not responding, like it's time for me to go. And just being honest with myself that, am I happy in this? Am I continuing this? Or am I being codependent for, you know, for fear of being alone? And so that's one thing that I've, it's helped me. It's helped me with actually closing relationships or, or things peacefully and respectfully with people and just basically turning it around on me and just saying, hey, this is how this makes me feel. I've expressed it to you. I don't expect you to change. I don't want you to, you know, it's all up to you. But this is me. This is my truth. And it hurts me. And I have to walk away for the sake of my own self. So it's really taught me a lot about self-respect, too. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that you said that. Because like just being like, you know what, it's not necessarily you. It really is. It's not you. It's it's me. I know who I am now yeah. and I know what I'm willing to accept. And I don't want you to change. I think that's such a great piece right there. Because like so many times as women, it seems like we will just take on any experience, any situation because we're nurturers, because we have this like motherly instinct to just want to fix people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like you can you catch yourself in these situations. And that's how that ends up turning toxic because you're like, you know, instead of respecting yourself and your boundaries, you're kind of like, well, this person, they can fit somewhere into my life, you know, but <laughs> it's like, right. 
No. But how much of you are you giving up to be in that relationship? Exactly. If it's more, then it's not worth your time, sister. Exactly. <laughs> Amen, girl. Or brother. Or brother. <laughs> yeah, there are some guys that uh, yeah. listen to the show, too. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can gain some knowledge from this. It definitely, you know, it's just like you said, you know, it's setting your boundaries. It's knowing what what works for you. And, and yeah, and it's not necessarily that the other people are bad. It's just that we all we're all growing at our own pace. You know, mm-hmm. we're all on our own spiritual journey. And I think respecting our own, we can learn to respect other people's and, you know, not hold anything against them to where they feel manipulated, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, it's it's okay. Like, we're all growing together. Just right now, I need to do this on my own. And maybe, you know, you take your time to do you. Yeah, that is good. That is really good. So now we're talking about owning your truth, right? So what would you say is the one thing that you've been able to own overall as your personal truth now that you've gone through this journey and you continue to evolve in self-love? I think it'd have to be my stories. A couple of years ago, I started writing And I started, you know, while I was going through all of this and speaking to people about the things that I've gone through, I realized that my stories are really interesting. And then I, it made me feel about how on a collective level, for the most part, minorities have always been, our voices have always been suppressed and how we have to fight even harder to get our stories out there um, or just to get even people to talk. You know, we've always, there's always been these generations of like, oh, we don't want to speak out. We don't want to get in trouble. You know, don't be a mouthy woman. You know, you want to be respectful, do this and that. But it's just like, how are we supposed to ever move forward if we're not sharing our experiences? And our experiences can be told through our stories in a beautiful way, in a way that connects us all. So really, you know, putting my truth down, speaking my voice into my stories and I found from people that have been reading my story, they're, they're like blown away. And I, I don't, they use that word a lot. And it blows me away every time someone <laughs> says that. And I'm like, really? Like, they're like, yeah, this is, there's so much truth in this. Like, this is so authentic. Like, it's something I've never heard before. I'm like, yeah, because this is my story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is my experiences. So just knowing that each one of us has our own story. And when we can start owning up to that, that, each one of our own collective experiences ha- carries its own beautiful story. I think that ultimately gives us a sense of who we are and what we have to give to the world. So where do you share the stories? Where can it, Are they published somewhere for people to be able to hear them? or No, not, not yet. I'm actually, uh, I turned them into TV shows. Oh, nice. <laughs> so one of them is a TV show called Growing Up Tex-Mex, um, and it's about my life. And my family growing up in Texas, first generation Mexican-Americans um, is sort of like a Latino shameless um, <laughs> meets the Jeffersons. And so, yeah. And then another one um, I have, too. It's about, you know, whenever I was in college and my experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm still writing more. I just wrote another uh, feature film this weekend and it's about a, a love story that I had you know I sat down with the male writer and I said look I don't know so much about the guy version because I don't know what he was going through but maybe you can help fill that in and so like you know we sat down we started brainstorming and you know I told him the story he was like I love it you know he's like I'll help you I, I know for sure that you know that type of character I can help fill in the other part so yeah we're I mean I'm right now I'm just like 
pitching them out and creating stories and hopefully you know they can be tv shows and or movies and people can get to experience them girl you're speaking it all into existence right here today <laughs> on empowerment and all that podcast so i believe that once you've already got that stuff in motion all that's going to happen for you girl yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm glad that you're doing this and I'm glad that you're talking about writing your stories and putting it out there cuz the most important thing and I I hope everyone who's listening right now gets this part is basically putting the content out there because nobody else like you said has your story. Right. And as much as people believe that they shouldn't write or whatever and I'm like there's people who've done worse than you who've made better than you, you know, like putting your right. information out there because you know, there shouldn't be any fear. There should be no judgment, no, no fear. You know, there is no one that that's Vanessa out there doing this, you know? So I, I hope, and I truly believe that this stuff is going to come, come true for you. And we'll be watching the Mexican shameless on television. (laughs) (laughs) The text mess version. The text mess version. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So, uh, all right. So one last question for you. What would be one piece of advice that you want the women who are listening or the men, the women, but mainly the women <laughs> who are listening <laughs> to this episode right now to take away? I'd have to say, you know, it's just like really take the time to learn how to love yourselves. You know, I think that's ultimately at the core of the, the biggest thing, whether you're male, female, whether you're married or not, really do your research on it, what it means to truly self-love, because I think that once we do that, we can start respecting and, and acknowledging all of our dreams, um, the relationships we want to have, how do we want to move forward in relationships, and even the relationships we have with our children and our dogs even. Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes down to who at the core we are and how we feel about ourselves and how that projects onto other people in the rest of our world. So I think, yeah, really ultimately is taking that time to you know, create a discipline, a self-love discipline. That's, that's such a good piece a self-love discipline. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. And, you know, sometimes those things aren't things that are just naturally picked up. And I I talk about, you know, my own personal experiences with my parents being divorced at a young age and, you know, not necessarily learning self-love, but more or less learning the defense mechanism, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, for sure. It's, it's interesting when you go on a journey at a, at an older age, but it's so rewarding when you're able to give back and like you said, create your own self-love discipline. Yeah. But yeah. So how can people who are listening to the show uh, follow you and see what new projects you're working on and stuff like that? Well, they can follow me on social media at Vanessita, V-A-N-N-E-S-S-I-T-A-V. So two N's and two S's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Vanessita V. um, I'm always posting about what next TV show I'm going to be doing or what project I'm, I'm on and I'll post a link or article or whatever it may be and just keeping people up to date on my journey well that's awesome and i'll also make sure to put it in the show notes so if anybody who's listening wants to continue following vanessa and her journey on her way to have the tex-mex shameless (laughs) (laughs) you can find it in the show notes at the end of the episode all right. Thank you. Well, no, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate you coming on here and dropping all these gems, girl. I feel so uplifted and empowered after listening to your story and, and just just all the positive things that are going on in your life. And I wish you nothing but love and success from here on out. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. You too. You know, good luck on this and good luck for doing this. And congratulations to you on doing this. <laughs> like, this is amazing. It takes a lot to just take that first step, you know, and I think I, yeah, I really commend you for just following your gut instinct, your dream, your vision, whatever it was that just propelled you to say, hey, I got to start speaking, <laughs> you know, because I think, you know, we're at this time where people need to start speaking up a lot more. So congrats to you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you want some more information, check out the show notes and make sure that you rate and subscribe the episode. Till the next time, keep it positive. Thanks for tuning in to Empowerment and All That podcast with your host, Rita Bautista. Want to help me grow the listener tribe? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Empowerment and All That. And remember, keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Get up to two free months of podcast hosting service with Lipsyn. Use our unique promo code LATINAPOD to get your show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Get critical audience building stats and all the support you need to sound your best. They can even do video. Bring your podcast to life and have your voice heard here, there and everywhere with Lipsyn. Again, make sure to use Lipsyn promo code LATINAPOD and get podcasting.